Welcome to Football on the 40. The Texas football program is in an all too familiar place after 11 weeks. At 6 and 4, the Horns can salvage just the second eight win regular season since 2013. Or, on the other hand, one additional loss would put Texas in the 5 to 7 win range for the eighth time in nine seasons. The Horns have plenty to play for, including still having an outside chance at making the Big 12 championship and even a potential Sugar Bowl appearance. All that said, these next two games will determine a lot going into the offseason that is sure to affect everything from fan sentiment to recruiting rankings. Thanks for tuning in this week. We have a great show in store for you. I'm Jake Robinson, along with Kevin Mathis, Bowen Kai, and Andrew Harris. Our show is produced by Hamilton Lizer. Let's get everyone in quickly today. I'd like to know, before we recap the TCU loss, how do each of y'all feel, 1 to 10, on how this season is going as a whole. Andy, what do you think? Um, well, hi, everyone. Uh, I will say six at the moment. With each win, it will go up a point. So if we can win the next two games, I will go to an eight. Does that mean if we win the next four games, it's a 10? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I don't <laughs> think we're going to get four. I don't think we're going to play four more games, but yes, uh, if that yeah. happens, let's make it a 10. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Kevin, what about you? I think I'm also at a six. I almost said five just because this season has been so average, but um, I've been more angry at the horns before. Uh, I'll still be watching the upcoming games, but I'm, I'm not enthralled. What about you, Bowen? I put myself as a seven, but that's partially because I was at a wedding this past weekend, so I couldn't watch the game live. So I just got like secondhand sadness through everyone here on this call and, and some other friends. So I feel like if I watched that game live, I'd probably be closer to a five and a half or a six, but I'm at a seven now. You know, let's kind of think back to what a lot of the beat writers were saying about this being the year before the year. And I just kind of made that my mantra going into the last few games of the season. Jake, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to also say six, but it's it's just a placeholder. Um, I, I'm not particularly thrilled with the last few weeks. The ceiling is, I think, an eight, and the floor is still a three. If we lose the next two games, I'm going to say this is a big disappointment of a season, a uh, huge disappointment of a season if that happens. But I did mention in the intro, and there's technically a path to the Big, title, big 12 title game, so there's a lot of three or four lost teams in the conference, and really all we have to do is win out Kansas State lose a game and Oklahoma state lose to Oklahoma. Not that hard, yeah. to, not hard, that hard to imagine. Uh, I don't know about that. Jake posted that. And I immediately was like, I'm out. I can't, I had <laughs> December, I had December 3rd blocked on my calendar. That is no longer blocked anymore. We're going to a, a, a fallout boy cover band concert that night in Austin. I was keeping it open for a <laughs> nice. Dallas trip, but it's not going to happen. Nice. Yeah. happen guys. I'll be in Vegas and I'm not going to end up being in Dallas now, no matter what. I was I had a contingency plan of coming back early and all this stuff, but I'll just watch it in Vegas if it happens. Yeah, I'm past the point of reading friends' texts where they break down the scenarios of us still going to the Big 12 championship. So what, it's, really what's really, not that, it's really not that like hard of a scenario. Though. Here it comes, not. here it comes. Here. I just... <laughs> I'm muting. It's it's crazy. It's crazy because the Big 12 is so across the board the same from from second place to like sixth place that someone has to get that second place spot. And I mean, Oklahoma beating Oklahoma in the state. 
I would say very, very possible. Kansas beating Kansas State with Jalen Daniels back, very possible. You know, I don't know. It's possible. Texas winning two games in a row, less likely. But let's uh, <laughs> let's move into the recap of the TCU game. Uh, whoever wants to jump in, go ahead and jump in and give your recap. Yeah, I can start. I made my way down to Austin to the game. I arrived about five hours before kick and had a lot of time to actually have a real tailgating experience. So I had a ton of fun with my dad and uh, we kind of bopped around campus and visited a tailgate, the alumni center, and then the Bucks alumni tailgate. So it was nice having like a bunch of time to enjoy the pregame festivities. Um, I saw the players walk down Bevo Boulevard, saw the LHN set up, and uh, I appreciated that the fans were so excited in November. So regardless of what happened on the field, it was it was cool that so many people showed out and we had this level of excitement this late in the season. Um, I'm really proud of our defense. We just held one of the best teams in the country to under 20 points and their scoring plays where they score touchdowns. It's not like they were driving and driving and got into the, you know, the red zone and just broke through the goal line. Like their two touchdowns came on pretty long plays that were, you know, just bad plays on our defense. So I forget how many tackles for loss and sacks we had, but um, our, our defense is really stout and I'm proud of them. And uh, I never thought that the win loss column would look this would look like this on a Sarkeesian team with a great defense. Um, so obviously I'm disappointed about the game. I'm sure we'll hear more from you guys about specifics who played well, who didn't, but um, it, it was a fun, a fun game day. what do you think, Andy? Yeah, I wish I was, I definitely had FOMO. Then after we lost that FOMO went away really quickly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I agree, Kev. Our defense played definitely well enough to win. Um, we had um, a really good opportunity. And, yeah, the the long touchdown pass, uh, that was definitely um, miscommunication in our secondary. On the long touchdown run, the refs definitely missed a hold there. But don't get me wrong, refs did not blow the game. We lost the game. Um, but, yeah, um, TCU, they stopped the run. Um, and Sark, I think they even talked about in his press conference how he really wanted to um, he wanted to attack the game with the run. Um, and yeah, so Bijan didn't get many touches, but I mean, even if we gave him more touches, I don't think it really would have changed anything. Um, TC was stacking the box, <clears throat> and um, yeah, I, I just think we Quinn has to play better in order for us to reach our potential and Sark did not make it easier on Quinn to play better. So really the fault is those two players also worthy and getting annoyed with how he's running routes and just kind of giving up on plays. So that's kind of where I am, where I'm at at the moment. What about you, Jake? Yeah, I, I was, I got to the game late. Um, I got there at the end of the first quarter and Immediately, I just I noticed that the stadium was really packed. I mean, like it was it was a well attended game. It seemed like Kevin had said there was a lot of excitement going into it. But the stadium, it didn't seem dead, but it didn't seem like it was the biggest game in the country when I got there. 
at, at the start of the second quarter. Everyone was all negative and mad. It was zero zero, and it was like halfway through the second quarter, and it just it kind of made me a little bit disappointed in the fans that everyone was all negative and I mean it was still semi-loud but it didn't feel like we were playing the fourth best team in the country and we were tied especially toward the end of the second quarter I even heard some boos in the stands um it it just wasn't a good look and I think that like if we if we truly want to be um I guess if we don't want to validate when Kirk Herbstreit said Texas is a cesspool the fans have to kind of like stop acting like we are one and I, I did feel that in the second, especially the third and fourth quarters, but even in the second quarter when we were absolutely in the game. So it was just a little bit disappointing. That was kind of my take of being in the stadium and missing all the hype and pregame excitement. Um, I think that's all we got, though, for that. Uh, let's. I'm going to hand it over to Andy to take us into our special segment of the week. All righty. So we're playing Kansas, and... Since 2016, we've had the special privilege of losing to Kansas twice. Um, good times. So, um, yeah, I just thought it would be a good idea to kind of bracket the pain of what it means to lose to Kansas. So um, I'm going to go around, ask the guys to name something that's worse than losing to Kansas, and then name something that's slightly better than losing to Kansas. So um i don't know who wants to take it take it first but i i can go first okay okay my are both it just happened to be like transportation related i feel like something that's worse than losing to kansas is this hasn't happened to me but i imagine it to be worse something that'd be worse is if i were like traveling internationally with like emily and the airline lost my luggage and lost my passport that would be that would be worse because then I would like have to go to the consulate. I would have to rely on the whims of an airline to find my luggage and just be stuck in a foreign country without it. So I would rather lose to Kansas than do that. Something that's better than losing to Kansas. I would rather, I was thinking about it. I'm going to do this in here in a week or so. I would rather get stuck on 71 and have to push my car a mile to the nearest Bucky's, <laughs> then lose to Kansas. Oh shoot! <laughs> oh man, I would I would much rather do that than lose to Kansas again. I mean, just think about it. I was thinking about it on my. I was walking Alfie earlier today. I was like, yeah, I could walk a mile and push the car. I could push the car for a mile, then then rather than lose to Kansas. So wow. that that's that's where I'm at. That that last mile, uh, regardless of. If you're going to east or west, the last mile heading into the Buckies and Bastrop is downhill, so that's not that bad of like a push for the forerunner. That's yeah. true. That's true. True. Yeah, I'll, I'll go next. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface mine absolutely with saying just like Bowen, this has never happened to me, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the gambling world and I'm gonna say what would be worse than losing to Kansas, going to Vegas losing all of your money and somehow gambling away your trip home. So then you have no money and no way home. So you're stuck in Vegas. That would probably be worse than losing to Kansas. But, but as someone who is in a distant last place in the betting corner, 
I would say it still sucks, but I would I would just I would just take last if in this and just be done with the season with betting corner if it meant that we didn't lose to Kansas. So it it's it's better than losing to Kansas to be in last place in the betting corner. That's really big of you, Jake. Thanks. <laughs> uh, so I was thinking transportation related at first, and I'm like, is getting a speeding ticket worse or better? And then I kind of took another spin on this. Um, so I think what's worse than losing to Kansas is absolutely sucking at football for 10 plus years. <laughs> That's worse than losing to Kansas once. Um, what we've gone through is worse than losing to Kansas once. Would you, would you guys agree or am I wrong there? I mean, it's, they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree though. <laughs> but yeah, I agree too. And to put it in the terminology you used, Bowen, which I liked, I would rather mistake wasabi for guacamole than lose to Kansas. <laughs> my my cousin one time snorted wasabi. I cannot imagine the pain. Uh, dad, growing up, my dad, there was a, a neighborhood party across the street like a get together dinner party and he had to leave the dinner party because he mistook or accidentally ate wasabi and thought it was guacamole. He had to walk oh across gosh. the street and like I'll probably almost choke to death on the walk back to the house. <laughs> oh gosh. Nice. <laughs> um yeah. So um I won't I won't say who this happened to, but um I would say it worse uh, a worse thing than losing to Kansas is uh, forgetting your name in front of someone that you, you had a crush on. I will I will say that that is probably worse. Um, <laughs> then slightly better than losing to Kansas is getting some bleach tips. Um, so I, you would rather imagine? get bleach tips, probably. <laughs> nice. It would only it would only last for what a month. Losing to Kansas, they would talk about it for a year. So, dang, Andy. Uh, so, are you getting beach bleach tips if we win? Is that is that is that what's happening? That, that is not the deal. I just said I would rather do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, wow. I don't know how long bleach tips would last. Never had them, but um, but that that's that was that was good. That was a fun I, segment, guys. Yeah, what were you gonna great. say, Kev? Um, I was going to fess up to having bleach tips in sixth grade. I was sick. Um, I, I was going to say, I was, I didn't know that, but I was going to say, I'm sure Kevin probably had bleach tips yeah. at some point. <laughs> Actually in San Marcos, we called it frosted tips, but that was back uh, when like, um, you know, Backstreet Boy, what was the other band? And Timberlake in sync. They were, they were like kind of big still. So it was, it was cool back then. Sure. So are you getting frosted tips if we beat Kansas? No, but I could be convinced to eat wasabi on a tortilla chip if we lose to Kansas. Yeah. Oh, if we uh, lose to Kansas. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. All right, that was fun. Good idea, Andy. Uh, we're gonna t- <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back after this short message. This Football on the 40 episode is brought to you by Hospitology. Hospitology is a weekly newsletter written by fellow Longhorn Blake Madden. It covers interesting, not boring stories at the intersection of business and healthcare, like why Amazon bought One Medical. 
and interesting health tech startups paving the way for the future of healthcare. If you want to get smarter on the crazy world of healthcare, subscribe to Hospitology today at workweek.com forward slash brand forward slash hospitology. And we're back. So this Saturday, Texas is going to face Kansas on the road at 2.30 p.m. at David Booth Kansas Memorial Stadium. Boy, is that a mouthful. It's going to be on FS1. The weather will be chilly for the boys. Cold, 36 for a high temperature. It should be sunny and wind shouldn't be a huge factor. And I'm concerned about the wind. Uh, Jake, are we sure it's not going to be windy? Wind factors are notoriously hard to predict far in advance. But the cold front is blowing in several days before. And they're only forecasting five to 10 mile an hour winds on Friday. So I can't imagine that Saturday will be particularly windy. I'm saying maybe, maybe light winds, but nothing, nothing extreme. And you can take it to the bank. Okay. (laughs) I will not take that to the bank because weathermen are notoriously bad. (laughs) Uh, But I'm, I'm worried about the wind because Quinn has been playing like absolute dog fill in the blank for the last three weeks. And that could partially be, because of the wind. I know we, we aren't going to break down the Texas woes anymore, but I do have a question. Like, at any point in the TCU game or at any point in the Kansas game, will you guys be in your head saying, I want to see Hudson Card on the field? I said that in the second half against TCU. I, I, I thought we should have put Hudson in not – not early in the game. I think maybe like halfway through the third quarter, definitely after the second drive in the second, in the third quarter didn't work out. I would have put Hudson in not, I would have still started Quinn this week, but it was just a, you just needed something to change. You needed some kind of leadership change. Just, just mix it up. And we didn't do that. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be asking for Hudson and I would wager my patience is shorter than, than you guys. If we have a scoreless first quarter, I'm going to be on a rampage in our group text for, for a change because Quinn, Quinn has played legitimately terrible for the last three weeks, and, and we that, cannot lose to Kansas. That's fair, Kev, but like the context of everyone wanting to see – or a lot of people wanting to see Hudson when it's 0-0 zero to zero is a little bit different than when it's – I mean, if we're losing to Kansas 10 nothing in the first quarter, absolutely give it a shot. Yeah. But, you gotta gotta also kind of weigh how how well defense is playing, I think. Yeah. So regardless of wind, the Jayhawks will be on the other side of the ball this weekend. They've really struggled in their last few games. By my count, they've lost like four of their last five. Is that right, Andrew? But they're potentially weren't returning a star quarterback. Can you give us a little background, Andrew? Yeah, so uh, we're not going to go as in-depth this week on Kansas. Uh, they're definitely better than they have been in recent years. Uh, Jalen Daniels looks like he there's a good chance he does return. Uh, he's their star quarterback that played really well uh, prior to getting hurt in the TCU game. Hey, TCU didn't knock out Quinn. That would have helped us, actually, um, going back to that discussion. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Wow. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> I mean, I don't want anyone to get hurt, to be honest. But <laughs> I, I, if we're all being honest with ourselves, I think we 
We I don't think we would have complained if Quinn got hurt for one game, but I don't know. Um, wow. <laughs> well, we're facing we're facing a six and four team. Nearly all their losses have happened in games either without their star quarterback or in games where their star quarterback got hurt. So it's it's a a good bet this week that that their quarterback's going to be playing and they'll kind of shift the tides from their recent performances, which which is terrifying. Uh, Kansas is averaging 37 points a game and their rushing attack, similar to what we faced against TCU last week, averages just over 200 yards a game. So another well-balanced offensive attack. Uh, our defense is playing amazing right now. So, you know, the under, the under could look good this weekend, but Regardless of who we're facing, I feel like it's the point in the season where you either nut up or shut up. And if we play another C football game, it's probably going to be an L. I I just my biggest thing is I, I just hope no walk-ons get an NIL deal as a real as a um, response to this game. Oh yes, Kansas walk-ons. I forgot to tell my story. Okay. We try to tell a, a fan experience for each opponent that we play. And last year, I had one of those against Kansas at home that I'll share quickly. So the Horns were down in the fourth quarter. I think Kansas had just scored to expand their lead a little bit. And I left the stadium early. So typically, on a good year, I'm an eyes-to-eyes guy. But like a lot of the cesspool fans that Jake talks about, on a down year, I'm not always an eyes-to-eyes guy. And I walked out of the stadium early. I hit uh, Bevo Boulevard, pulled up the game on my phone, and by the time I hit the tarmac, the game was tied and going into overtime. Uh, And long story short, I watched us lose to Kansas twice last year uh, because I walked back in the stadium and unfortunately saw that play where their walk-on whatever tight end halfback caught a touchdown. He, He had caught like one pass in his career before that or something crazy like that. So, um, yeah, just a little positive sentiment to share this week uh, on the pod with my fan fan experience. What do you guys think? (laughs) (laughs) That's brutal. Yeah, it was tough. Um, So, but thankfully none of us will be going to this game. And the worst we can do is leave the couch. It's going to be cold. I'm, I'm kind of glad I'm not going to be there. But, but speaking, speaking of the, the tons and tons of optimism that we have, I think it's a great time, and that's sarcasm, obviously. I think it's time <laughs> that we turn it over to Bowen in the betting corner to talk about how optimistic our results from last week were. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. Everybody Thanks, made money, Jake. right? <laughs> we crush it this week, boys. We all finished squarely in the red it was bloody everywhere we couldn't pick a winner to save our lives it was a it was a rough showing out there um in terms of the weekly standings although we were all in the red jake was the least red in first kevin in second bowen myself and then andy so it was a bit of an inverse to what i think we we typically see in, in most weeks but overall yours truly did take back first place on the season thanks to uh Week zero futures bet of a Texas under eight and a half win total. So it wasn't all negative this week. Kevin also cashed in a bit on that, I think, as well. Um, and then so so myself is in first. I t- overtook Andy, who's still in second, and then Kevin and Jake in last. So 
yeah, guys, we didn't do well, you know, and, and we're still, we still got what about a month and a half left of competition. So plenty of st still room for us to improve and, you know, change the outcome. Um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely not a good week. I, I didn't say that I would come back from last by just winning all these weeks, but I, I did make some inroads by losing less than y'all. So it's true. As it's long true. as I can lose less than y'all, whoever we'll get there, whoever sucks the least wins. <clears throat> exactly. My favorite competition. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll try to try to be a lot better this week going into going into the game against Kansas. We are strongly favored as was mentioned earlier in the pod. We're favored by nine points on the road after this week, after the showing this past week, terrible, terrible. Um, over under is at 63 and a half, which is a mountain of points compared to what we were able to put up this last week. So yeah, it's, 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 it's it's a dangerous, tempting maybe line. Um, what do you guys think, uh, Kevin? We can start. Or Jake, we'll start with you this first this week. Yeah, I, as a as a big proponent of analytics and stats and Vegas lines, I'm here to tell you, the computers are stupid. It's true. The FBI is stupid. They're all stupid. Jalen Daniels is going to be back for this game. This line is going to get closer as it gets to the end of the week. And they were 5-0 and with him. This is, this is their Super Bowl of a game to beat us twice in a row. It's cold. There's nothing really going for us. Like, Kansas is not that bad of a team. I, I, I never bet against the Horns, but I'm in a distant last, and Vegas is giving me money this week. So I'm taking Kansas plus nine. For two units. Oh my goodness. Go with the money line. Don't oh my goodness. No, no, no. I don't want the money line. I don't want the money line. Texas is going to win, but it's going to be a close game. That's massive for you to actually bet against the Horns. You've, you've dogged on several of us for doing that this season. You know, you know, I don't, I don't know. Some, sometimes you got to make a change. You got to do what you got to do. Kevin, wow. what about you? Well, clearly I don't know anything about betting. So I want to ask if I can even do this. Um, uh, Rain me in, Bowen. All right. But Give it to me. I would also like to bet on Kansas to cover. I want to parlay that with the under. Uh, agreed with everything you said about Kansas, Jake. I also think that our defense is really special this year. So um, can I can I parlay those two things? Like I said, I yeah. clearly don't know anything about betting, but okay. Yeah. yeah, you can, you can, you can, you can parlay those. Okay. And I'm so confident about that. I'm going to put three units on that bet. Wow. Big bet. Woo. I'm going to, yeah. and the strategy again is to suck the least. That being said, two game parlays aren't, aren't the best way to put your money, but Hey, good luck with that. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. I like it. <laughs> Andy, what about you? Do you like, do you like Texas game at all? Uh, no, uh, I'm good. Okay. All right. Myself. Um, yeah, you know, last week I, I thought I was being super, super creative and, and giga brain with the first half cover just didn't work out. I didn't look it up, but I'm pretty confident that works out more often than it doesn't with Texas, especially this season, but, um, it just didn't. So I'm going to keep it fairly simple this week. I don't really have any, I think the narrative is going against this, but I'm just going to put three units on Texas to cover the nine. I'm, I know it's probably going to shift, but 
I might as well. I mean, I it's I've been overthinking it. So let's just take the the homer bet and I'll just do the do the cover. Wow. All right. Yeah. Didn't expect to and see I'm, that, but hey, good. I, I feel like it's just it's just I just gotta simplify things. Need some um, optimism. Yeah, exactly. All right. Elsewhere around the league. Um, some good games. No, I didn't really see anything too too crazy out there, but are you guys liking anything else around the league? I have a few bets prepared. Kevin, we can start with you first. So I've got seven other units to bet. I don't know if I'm reading this correctly, um, but I saw that Baylor was favored against TCU. Is that right? Did no. I read that? No, Baylor's wrong? underdogs by three points. Again, it's been a, it's been a long season, so I, I clearly <laughs> don't know what I'm doing. Um, I'm going to put the rest of my units on TCU to cover that. So seven units on TCU to cover in Waco. Wow. Okay. Dang. Let's go Bears. <laughs> that's that's kind of staking like the whole shebang on yeah. on one weekend because my other three are not safe. They're in a parlay, which for anyone who also doesn't know what they're doing, that's not a risk, not a safe thing. It's not a safe thing. If if Baylor wins and your other one covers, you're gonna make a massive move toward the top. Yeah. If TCU yeah. wins. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, if TCU covers. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I like it. All right, Jake, we'll go to you next. All right. It is the notorious week 12 SEC schedule, which is the SEC decides to play FCS schools because they can get away with that and they don't want to hurt their teams going into rivalry week. It's a brilliant strategy. Greg Sankey is the best commissioner in college football. But that being said, I have one SEC game that I do want to bet on. LSU is proving to be a really good football team, even though they they barely escaped Arkansas last week. Um, and they're playing a good UAB. UAB, Alabama-Birmingham is, is great for a group of five team, but LSU is great for a power five team, for an SEC team. And I think they're going to demolish the Blazers from Birmingham. So I'm taking LSU minus 15 for two units. Uh, next, we have a very interesting matchup in the ACC. I have Syracuse and Wake Forest. Uh, Syracuse is a 10-point underdog to Wake. They both started, um, well, they, they were both 6-1, and one, uh, and they've both lost the last three games. Um, 10 points is too much for a game that I think is pretty evenly matched. So I like Syracuse plus 10 for two units. And then finally, Ruggers is trash. Ruggers is trash at football. Penn State is good at football. I want Penn State minus 19 and a half for two units. And like last week, I want to parlay those three bets for two units. Do not put Texas and Kansas in the parlay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like oh, it. Oh, man. <sighs> Andy, you want to um, So I was um, – I was going to take Coastal Carolina over Virginia, but based on what happened at Virginia this week, I definitely can't do that. Um, really sad situation out there with their football team. So I'm um, going to pass on that one for, uh, for this week. But uh, moving on, um, I'll just kind of go in order. Um, for one unit, I'm going to take UMass to cover against uh, A&M. A&M has only scored 31 points um for the most points uh, in a game this season for them and they're favored by 33 
So they're going to have to break a trend somehow. Um, so yeah, give me one minute on UMass covering. Um, Iowa, two and a half underdogs. Um, Minnesota, Iowa's actually been playing really well recently. So give me uh, two units on the Iowa money line. Uh, sadly, I'm going to have to follow Kev on the TCU bet. Um, go. I'm going to say three units on TCU covering. Um, and then lastly, James Madison, good team. They did me well earlier in the year. I'm going to go four units on James Madison covering nine points against Georgia State. Who do you got, Bo? I like it. Um, so first, I'm I'm tailing Andy's UMass cover. Uh, 33 points is a whole heck of a lot. I don't think A&M can, can get to that. Um, I'm taking two units on UMass to cover that. I'm also taking USC is playing UCLA uh, this week. And it's basically a, a pick em. So I'm taking US two, two units on USC, the USC uh, Lincoln Riley's to cover that. And then I'm also doing Miami was my only good bet last week. So, you know, it makes sense to ride them again. They're playing Clemson, who, although they played well last week, I still don't believe in them. I didn't watch any of the game, but I just don't believe in them. I think Miami's going to cover the 19 points against Clemson. So I'm uh, taking that for two units as well. And that'll round me out. The AM bet is interesting. I'm pulling yeah. up their, their stats. So they would have to, I ran the numbers on this really quick. They would have to score 33 and a half points to win that. To win that, and what are the average for the season? Does anybody do you know? know how? Do you know how <laughs> bad the University of Massachusetts is at football? I did look at how bad they were and decided not to bet on it. But but what motivation is AM going to have going into the game? They, they've Virginia. lost six. In, wait, five in a row? <clears throat> no. Okay. They need to. Okay, here it is. Need, here it is. AM needs a score. What is the line? Thirty-three and a half. Is that what y'all said? <laughs> yeah. Here it is. UMass needs a score like. A&M needs to score like 40 points and they're guaranteed to win yeah. this game. Yeah, A&M averages 21 and a half points per game. That is a that is a lock. That is a lock. Oh my what? goodness. You like it, Kevin? Yeah, the UMass covers a lock. No, I'm just I'm just saying good job. Like that's oh. a great <laughs> bet. Yo, this is those are that is a terrible bet. That's a great bet. A&M scores 20 points a game. They're, they're playing Jake. a high school team. Have you heard Jimbo Fisher speak his please take the A&M cover. Please. I, I refuse to bet on A&M anymore ever again. But you do, you do realize, like, UMass has won three games in four years. Jimbo Fisher, that's all – they have won three games in four years. Bowen doesn't. <laughs> Bowen and I do not need them to win. We just need and they them don't to play good schools. Right. They they can lose by twenty five and they still make money. That is a lock. That's a lock. Anim <laughs> is not the worst team in college football. They're, they average twenty one points per game and they're playing can San I Marcos say, High School. Can I just hey easy San Marcos <laughs> High School is on secret probation because they're so awesome in sports now um <laughs> you heard it here first it also nice. feels good to just let that out about the aggies because our we are so lucky that a&m and ou are also having bad seasons or we would be true. way more upset so thank god for that it's true all right well we got a lot of we got a very polarizing slate of bets out there so we'll we'll reconvene monday and see how See how it all shakes out.
All right. Thanks, Bowen, for getting those bets in for us. We do not have any mailbag uh, submissions this week, so we won't have a mailbag segment. But if you have a question for us or comments or anything that you'd like to be read out on Football on the 40, send it to us at the link in our Instagram bio or at in the description on our Spotify account. And that brings us to the very end of this week's podcast. Thank you all for tuning in and listening to us each and every Thursday during the regular football season. Um, we appreciate it. We enjoy doing this. So we we thank y'all for listening. Um, like I said, we'll be back next Thursday. Tune in again. We'll catch you on the next Football on the 40. Hook them. <laughs>